Okay, I'll just kick it off. Um, kick this it! Is, I'm just gonna go ahead and... <laughs> kick it! Um, with a quote from Charlotte Perkins Gilman, The Yellow Wallpaper from 1892. And this honestly is one of the creepiest stories I've ever read in my life. Basically, it follows a young woman who um, she's prescribed the bed rest method by her doctor husband of the time who was like, oh, you know, these women with their hysteria and whatever and their emotions, they just need to stay in bed all the time. So that's what the main character has gone through. And that's what the author herself went through. And she had such a terrible experience with it. She wrote this story. I have really discovered something at last. Through watching so much at night, when it changes so, I have finally found out. The front pattern does move, and no wonder the woman behind shakes it. Sometimes I think there are a great many women behind it, and sometimes only one, as she crawls around fast, and her crawling shakes it all over. Then in very bright spots she keeps still, and in the very shady spots she just takes hold of the bars and shakes them hard. And she is all the time trying to climb through, but nobody could climb through that pattern. It strangles so. Yeah. So basically, the main character of the story is confined to a bed in an attic, and it's car- it's the, the walls of this uh, attic room are covered with garish yellow wallpaper described as like a sickly rotting color where it's coming apart from the walls but there's this woman that she insists that she sees through her mania that is trying to get out from the other side ah yes the is there a ghost or is the protagonist insane a ghost no ghost faux ghost if you will yes like we talked about my quote Hill House, not sane, stood by itself against its hills, holding darkness within. It had stood so for 80 years and might stand for 80 more. Within, walls continued upright, bricks met neatly, floors were firm, and doors were sensibly shut. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked there, walked alone. Mm. Surly Jackson. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, do you have a quote? Uh, I do, actually. Uh, I know baby's bad for my self-esteem. Find another face for your sympathy. Some of us cry. Some of them lie. But no one sees inside. The spark of baby's eyes and I turn to stone. Maybe I can't survive in the danger zone. Sounds of the night. Streets without light. And baby's not alone. Haunted House by the Bee Gees. <laughs> rad. Yeah. Totally rad. Not as poignant as you guys' maybe, but I feel like it represents me. It gets worse also. <laughs> <laughs> it's pure Australian horror. Yeah. yeah so, uh, Paige's so, picture. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Spooky Halloween episode, everyone. <laughs> spooky ghost house. Time yeah. to talk about the ghost house. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we are indeed talking about haunted houses tonight. <laughs> Jeff, you gotta do it. Uh I can't. I don't I don't have a good one. Oh come on. Just dig deep. Let it rip. Okay, okay. Uh 
<laughs> See? It was in you the whole time. Your creepy laugh was inside of you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, good evening what? all. Yeah, what are we evening. drinking? Are we going to talk about that? Oh, yeah, 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 of course. We're breaking protocol. Oh, first, no, no, no. First of all, we are Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Welcome yes. Halloween season. Uh, October, best damn month of the year. Not just because it's two of our birthdays. We're talking about haunted houses. And now yeah. let's talk about what we're drinking. Well, I mean, do we want to specify what we're talking about? Or do we want to introduce our drinks first? Let's, like, let's, let's get our drinks going and then we'll get into all that bullshit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll start. I'm drinking a Great Divide Colorado American Lager. Oh, yeah. Just crack you, It's a good choice. Are you taking the highway? What does that mean? Divide. You know, oh, the highway. Yeah. To the danger, Great Divide? That's not the song. <laughs> it's a fish song. Oh, that's why no one knew it. Okay, what are uh-huh. you drinking? Do they have a 40-minute jam set? Yeah, they it? have a 40-minute yes. intro to that song before they get to the chorus where they tell you it's called the Great Divide. <laughs> Just beep, kidding. Beep, we love fish. Welcome to Fishcast. Welcome to Fishcast. 47 minute jam. I am drinking um, green spot whiskey. It is. You just read that on the side. <laughs> I heard it in your voice. You don't even uh, know what you're drinking. The side of the whiskey? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, because cool, I was going cool. to see, see, there's different ones. There's, there's yellow spot, and I wanted to see which one I had. But it's a single pot still Irish whiskey. Okay. Good as hell. And it's not related to haunted houses, except maybe if you think of like the dot as the dot on the piece of paper in the lottery, which is by Shirley Jackson, who's one of the greatest horror writers who wrote Haunting of Hill House. The the quote you just read. That is a so, long walk to so get a there. Long walk to Leela, I'm, I'm just going to. It's the go Kevin ahead Bacon game of the day. Oh, 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 and we will great, be speaking of Kevin Bacon later. So. Great Divide was, uh, you know, that's Colorado. And Colorado is where uh, Shining, right? And yep. that fucking yeah. So yeah, it's right there. <laughs> like mine's a ghost beer too. Plain <laughs> English, black and white, clear as crystal. Yes. And Ira is drinking go- dead body ghost haunty. I'm drinking out of a skull. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. No, I am drinking a hams. It's a America's <laughs> classic premium beer, born in the land it's, of sky blue waters. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh. There's a new bar near my work that my coworkers have discovered because it has hams and it's a dollar twenty-five. Oh, it tastes like a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> I feel like you could argue that a hams is like the ghost of a, uh, the haunting of a good beer, like inside an aluminum can. It's like right. you're drinking a ghost of a beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like it's like the Lacroix of beer. <laughs> yeah, Lacroix of beer. <laughs> That's what they no, should like, put on the cake. It, it kind of smells like beer, but only yeah, it's 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 the memory of a beer, yes. Right. As if someone in another room had a beer and was yelling its name. So 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 yes. So. Uh, a haunted house. Like yeah. definitely not an apartment. Like, I mean okay. what I mean, or is okay. it anywhere anybody oh, hold lives? On, hold on just a sec. Psych wards. What are we talking about here? Hold on just a sec. I'm holding on. 
we want to talk a little bit about just like other movies that are coming out soon that we're excited about? I mean, do we want to yeah, should we should because you told me that. All right, we'll, we'll put a pin in Haunted Houses and uh, what what are, what are y'all interested in that's coming out? Yeah, good. There's some good stuff coming out. Okay. Color Out of Space. Oh, yeah. I heard that got really good reviews. It's got uh, right? Cheech Marin and... Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, not... No, Tommy Cage. Chong. I'm sorry. Tommy Chong is in it and uh, Nicolas Cage, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that doesn't exactly bode well, but... <laughs> no, I heard it got really good reviews. Yeah, I yeah. just actually just reread that. Color Out of Space? I think, yeah, it's so great. so good. Oh, mm. so good. Little Monsters with Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad. Yeah, that... Really great. Mm. I actually just watched a pretty good zombie movie last night called The Night Eats the World. Ooh. Oh, okay. uh, it's on, on Amazon. Uh, it was pretty tight. It was actually a, a good take on... Um, it reminded me a lot of uh, I Am Legend. Um, Night Eats the World. It's the like Night Jimmy Eats World. we're going to talk about I Am Legend. It's like Jimmy Eats World. But, it's like Jimmy Eats World. But it's very sad. <laughs> but cool. Oh, good. Well, oh, okay. Like sad horror. Okay. We That's got good. Zombieland 2. Double yeah. tap coming out. That'll be fun. I'm okay. going to watch that. Shit. I'm, I'm good for that. Uh, Parasite looks awesome. What's Parasite? I, I don't know anything about this. It's Korean yeah. dark comedy oh, thriller. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, by the guy that did um, um, Park. He did the host. Woon. Yeah, did and, the host. And Snowpiercer. Yes. Yeah, Park Woon. What's his face? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Dr. Sleep. Hell yes. Okay. Yeah. You are looking forward to Doctor Sleep. I am looking forward to that. Okay. Because Fair. it's you and McGregor, and uh, the prequel is a and prequel. And you want to see his butt? The Shining. <laughs> what? And you want to see, see his butt? butt? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> is that a thing that's likely to happen in the in the nineties? I mean, girls yeah. Girls want to see actors' butts. No, no they're buns. They want to see boys. They buns. wanted to see buns. Yeah. They yeah. didn't want to see butts. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. But is Kevin Ewan McGregor known for showing his buns? He's... No, I, she's just saying because Ewan McGregor's in. Oh, because he's a hot. I was just cutie. being stupid. He is a real I... cutie. It's true. He often shows frontal. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, full on. He frequently <laughs> does the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the new Birds of Prey movie, and I'm not sure if he's gonna. Well, it's reasons when you have Erwin and you're like pop pop fap it fap it fap. Well, yeah, different. We're off to a good start. I feel good about this. We haven't done this in a while, but it's just like right, riding right. a goddamn bike. It is. <laughs> Hi ho, silver away. Yeah. Um, and oh, are we going to talk about that? Are we going to talk about how we didn't do an it two cast based on how we all felt? Did about you it? see it, Leela? I did not. But not worth yes. your time. I was gonna say you guys shit on it so much. The more I think about it, the more that movie just fucking sucks. It's not that bad. It has it, some good. Oh, yeah. Ira only I, has two settings, good and bad. No, yeah. that's not true. There's a yeah. lot I did like he about it. He has The Shining and he has Pontypool. Like that's it. <laughs> okay, don't don't pull that shit with me. Okay, that's a movie I initially liked when I walked out of Jeff. Uh, but remember how you said the thing you didn't like about season three of. Stranger Things was how you kept giving it ex like a pass. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. 
is I, that like I felt it, like I was giving it a pass the whole it time. It could have been great, but it did it have been. some really good parts in it, I think. It did. It really did. I think a three but out of five stars. Fuck a good that movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a 60, 65%, you know, I uh-huh. think it's like in that range. Okay. I, I gave it a B plus when I walked out, but You it's didn't think that Stranger Things season three wasn't completely redeemed by the um, never-ending story song? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I wanted to like that, but I yeah, I was charmed for a moment, and then I felt like I was being just straight-up pandered to, and I don't appreciate that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, this is something that we have never talked about. How I don't, I dislike pandering? No, that, about season three of Stranger Things. That's true. Well, you know, there's a lot we haven't talked about. That's true. The only thing that I was really impressed with with season three Mm-hmm. Was how they managed to get a bunch of boring ass suburban Americans, yeah, to watch some straight up gore. <laughs> yeah, to watch fair, like, that, very fair. That yeah. shit with her leg was nasty. It was nasty, and the monster was really gross. I wish they'd done more with it. Right, you but know? like they tricked a lot of people into watching gore that was on par with horror movie gore. Okay, that's that's true. And, and I, I appreciate the same way that. about it. Chapter two, you know, I'm like, wow, so, it's there's some fucked up visuals in this. And I'm glad I, that America, if you hadn't seen all the things you've seen, would mm-hmm. you not find it to be pandering? Because I feel like the whole time I was like, that's the reference to that. That's reference off this. This is doing this thing. No, no, no. Just just the never ending story thing. Everybody oh. knows that. Song. OK. You know? and, and it was cute. It was fine. I just was there was I don't know. It's hard because the first season was so magical and spellbinding. Right. Well, but that actor got his start as a singer, and he has a beautiful voice, and I I was totally fine with him showcasing it. Okay, he does have a good voice. And and in the context of him being so embarrassed to have to do it, I thought it was funny. It's my birthday month. I'm just getting old and bitter, I think. You really are. Ugh, yeah. I'm going to level up before you, man, and I'm still like, I was charmed by the song. (laughs) <laughs> okay all right okay and um, to, to cleanse the palate of all the horror movies i'm really looking forward to jojo rabbit so. jo- no well yes oh, i really yeah. want to see jojo rabbit i also want to see joker i really want to see joker i want to see joker jojo rabbit and i want to see fucking also to cleanse the horror movie palette i want to see el camino <laughs> the breaking oh, bad oh the breaking bad movie yeah oh, um I'm, yes. I'm also just not quite ready to cleanse the horror movie palette because there's a documentary coming out called memory it actually came out yesterday or day before. Um, memory, it's about the making of Alien. <gasps> and it looks really good. It looks like it's all about the art of Dan O'Bannon. Is and it directed Rick. by Werner Herzog and stars John Malkovich? And it's like that movie, uh, Shadow of the Vampire, where it turns uh, out that John Malkovich really was a vampire. <laughs> was F.W. Moreau, yeah. Uh, and it turns no, actually, out in this just... one, John Malkovich is actually a fucking xenomorph. <laughs> That would be fabulous if that That's was the another... Ridley Scott was actually a xenomorph. <laughs> um, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that. I just watched Nosferatu the Vampire uh, two nights ago um, from 1979. Yeah. Um, fucking great. Have you seen it? 1979. The no. Vampire film? Oh, the Herzog one. That yeah. Yes. Okay. I loved it. I've been listening to that soundtrack like nonstop. Sweet. Um, is there any other stuff to talk about that you guys are interested in before we jump before we uh 
you know, get ready to spend a night in a haunted house. Exactly. I think we should spend the night in the haunted house. I think that I would like to be paid $19,000 to stay in the haunted house. <laughs> Gosh, I just woke up all my pets doing that, by the way. I made that sound and they all, who are sleeping right here, looked up at me like, the hell? You, you woke up your animals? My, yes. Oh, cute. Yes. Jeff, did you make a spooky noise? I didn't hear you make a spooky noise. Uh, I said, gosh, Scoob, like uh, in the voice of Shaggy. Sorry, okay. to bring it all down. No, 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 that's good. I actually have a thing about Scooby-Doo here later. It actually ties in because we got to define what counts as a haunted house movie. Yes. Okay. Like, that's the genre, haunted house. Does yeah. it have to be a house? Does it have to turn out to actually be a ghost? Or does, you know, do the people thinking that it's a ghost through most of the film or book or whatever count? Like, what counts as a haunted house movie? Mm-hmm. Ira, what do you think? Yes. Just huge fan of the show. Really happy to be here. Uh... <laughs> listener for some call. <laughs> Wait, did you ask me a question? question? I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Um, yes. haunted no. house? What What counts counts as a haunted house? Okay, so I... Okay, yeah, this is a hard thing to pin down because haunted house stories... uh, You know, you can have a movie about a ghost. You can have, like, ghost, you know? It's about a ghost. But there's there's areas that are haunted but not necessarily, like, pinned down to a specific location. And I think haunted house stories uh, tend to be more about the haunted locations themselves. Um, It's not so much that there's a particular, uh, you know, we're learning about, we usually end up learning about uh, the particular lore and history of uh, one ghost or a group of ghosts. But I think a haunted house story is, there's usually, it's a place where uh, there's usually an air of mystery to unravel, but also like it's, you know, it's it, it's a a spot that has been neglected, often intentionally. A place that maybe the town that it uh, exists in tries to forget about. And okay. um, I I know it's a little broad, but it's kind of a broad question. It's kind of a broad. Uh, so it topic. doesn't just have to be a domicile people have lived in to you in this genre. Well, I think it does have to be a human structure. Yeah, okay. because I definitely I don't think consider that, like, The Shining to be, you know, it's not a house. It's not a house for one family, but rather right. it has but housed many, many happened. people. happened. Yes. Something happened in a physical location that was human. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like a haunted swamp is a different kind of story. Yeah. I think that's... a haunted house has to have these particular spatial dimensions. It has to have this claustrophobia this trapped feeling. Mm-hmm. Something uh, that was once a refuge that was supposed to once uh, be, you know, for human comfort. And that has turned. That's an interesting idea. Rather yeah, than think, something open to the elements. I think because frequently there's like a, the idea of like a creepy hospital or an asylum. And those are explicitly meant to help people. And mm. they've sort of flipped the intimacy. And maybe through, maybe that's sort of like, people noticing the system is actually can be negligent or something uh, uh like because i feel like 
a type of negligence or turning a blind eye. Like you said, a town turning a blind eye towards a house or family or something mm-hmm. is kind of in a lot of types of horror movies. It's not. It's it's usually like some kind of neglect. Even like Color Out of Space, which you mentioned before, there it like it's not a haunted house per se, but it's like a old timer who lives off like off the cut kind of a thing, and he's only his only communication to the outside world is through the you know, person telling the stories, uh, sort of friend that he met or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But the whole town sort of turns against them, sort of like, as well, the town is trying to protect itself. Yes. And I think this is a common trope of haunted house stories is where there's either a secret they're trying to protect or they're just trying to, uh, you know, intentionally like not discuss or talk about this one good. location a place they'd rather forget right yeah. well and and a subgenre of it is the vengeful spirit or the spirit seeking closure mm-hmm. okay and that's usually the place is being avoided or intentionally people are kept away because there is some sort of mystery to unravel there mm-hmm. yes like haunted houses don't haunted house movies don't necessarily have to be scary but i i wouldn't count a movie like ghost I mean, in a technical definition, it is a haunted house movie. Well, I mean, there's but like just wherever he inhabits is by definition haunted. Haunted, you know? but I think that there has to be a bit of malevolence involved. Yeah. Um. To yeah. Really I did, count I did it. Make a note. Like, here. I'm not going to show ghosts at a Halloween party. Yes. yes uh, obviously. Unless it was a really lame one. <laughs> I did have a note here. Uh, the point of these places is not necessarily to kill, but to harrow, disturb, and possess. Well, oh, right. Yes. I think that I think that technically the kind of ghost that we're usually thinking about is the poltergeist. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, is that a place to start? Oh yeah, but I mean, but like the noisy ghost, which is what that translates to from the German. Oh yeah, right. Is the ghost that's there to fuck shit up? You know? Yeah. To scare you, to if possible push you down the stairs and kill you, mm-hmm. because they're mad for some reason. Yeah. Um, um. And and those things are atmospheric qualities that very much, you know, the house is necessary because it requires doors to slam, for chairs right. to tumble over, to pictures to fall off the wall. You know, things a, a place that's supposed to be comforting to you suddenly becomes alien, strange, and other. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. and that's why places like amusement parks and hospitals, as soon as they are abandoned and people move on from them, immediately become creepy because they're supposed to have people in them. Absolutely. They're supposed to be so really, haunted the by people. The bigger the empty house, the creepier it is. Right? I mean, yeah. a hill house or a Gracie Manor are big and rambling, and you don't know what's there. What's Gracie Manor from? Gracie Manor is the name of the oh, mansion yes. in Haunted Ma- from the Haunted Mansion. Yes, it is Disney World and Disneyland. Um, and I have a, a, a piece about that, but um, we'll get to it. I mean, All right, that's... so yeah, let's start with Poltergeist. Why not? Poltergeist is one of those movies that uh, people remember as being the scariest movie they've ever seen until mm-hmm. they rent it as an adult. I... <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I didn't see it until I was an adult. And uh, I was... In equal parts, charmed and disturbed. Okay. Um, I think it is a movie that is, yeah, it, it was the movie that basically inspired the PG-13 rating. Uh, and I think that's well earned because it's a movie that is 
meant to put you at a false sense of ease. The the you know it's like a, a bright happy suburban neighborhood. It's very colorful. It's like early Spielberg at its best. Yeah. Um, even the soundtrack is that it's lulling a little fucking shot movie. P.S. Yeah, it's rated PG. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is like yeah. it was PG, and then they were like, "Fuck, we need something between PG and R." Oh, okay. Um, so you're saying that's why PG-13 That is why PG-13 exists. Uh, I specifically, did not know that. it was the movie Poltergeist. And Polter and horrifically enough, it's based on real accounts. People building over old cemeteries. Uh even here in Portland there's a park supposedly where something like that happened. And you know, I haven't checked into the validity of all that citation needed, but I think we know enough about capitalism to know that of course that's happened. Of course, people have built structures over known burial grounds. You know, I, I think I've talked about Spielberg before on this podcast. Uh, I, I think in our Summer Screams episode, I talked about in Jaws how there's this, and, and even in um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's this, this thing of respect. You know, you, you have to respect um, right, right. nature. You have to respect... You know, like I said something about how the Indianapolis, like Quint speech is like how they were all doomed sort of um, for what they had done. And Raiders of the Lost Ark was, you know, this the the Nazis were trying to conjure it for their own means and uh, and use the power against the world. And it, it, it they didn't respect this real old world power that existed. And Poltergeist, I feel, is sort of the same thing. It's like. All of the stuff that's happening, you know, it's a, a, a little suburb, enclosed suburban community. And, and what I really love about Poltergeist is that it brings ghosts out of the old, dilapidated houses that we're, right. we usually associate them with in gothic settings. And it, it puts them squarely into, you know, pre-McMansion, little modern settings. Did anybody um, see the remake? I didn't, no. I Was it good? No, I haven't. I know it has Rockwell in, Rockwell in it, but I might you know, actually I I watch it. Because until but, you said that, I didn't really have a reason to. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, like, uh, don't I can't speak to the the remake, but the original was such. Uh, it, you know, it was a critique on capitalism. It was a critique on Reaganomics. It was a critique on these people who were trying to fit into this new world order, this new mold. And while in doing that, they were literally paving over the people who came before them and thus disrespecting their final resting place. And, and you know, they were potheads. And, and they were potheads. potheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love. I love that they they constantly in the movie are like, remember when we were young? Like, they, they, they have that conversation. Remember when we were young and we had open minds? Try to have an open mind now. You know, it's yeah. it's clear that this couple has kind of sold their soul. And it's not that they have necessarily, like, everyone else in that community has probably made similar deals, you know, sold their so soul, so to speak. It just seems like they're more aware. You know, like, right. when they show up at the neighbor's house and they're being bitten by mosquitoes and stuff, and the neighbors are like, we don't have that problem. Why do you have that problem? <laughs> It also sort of it sort of introduces the haunting via the television, which mm -hmm. uh, sort mm -hmm. of comes. I don't know if you saw the ring, 
but I was gonna say the predecessor to the ring. From, yeah, the predecessor to the ring. <laughs> Uh, which is well, the fact that the, the movie also is. kicks off with the uh national, national anthem. anthem yeah yeah totally it's a, such i mean really i don't think it's super scary but it's a great fucking halloween movie like i it's, mean it's, it's a couple scares that got me i'll be honest it was it's a really good one to have on like in your den if you're having a halloween party mm-hmm. people yeah. just wander through it has um, very it sets the atmospherics very well right uh, exactly and the ring Ringu, I the ring is the scariest PG thirteen movie ever made. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah, that one Hilarious. that one did fuck me up a bit. I still That's can't believe only... that shit was PG thirteen. I know, I know, and I am hesitant to watch it again. Oh no, I mean the thing is like it's been so surpassed by other like it sort of established something that a lot of other movies then ripped off and TV shows. Like I feel like there's plenty of TV shows that have gone there. Like I feel like Hill House uses a lot of things from it in terms of, like, the way they darken the faces of the the ghosts and ma- around the mouths and eyes, like, to where they're just, like, a burnout shade of their former selves is, like, a something that I first saw in that, that movie. So I am currently watching The Haunting of Hill House show so good. on Netflix. I loved it. Um, Me too. I am in love with it. it yeah. Is- my exact 100 the venn diagram of the things that i like yeah. and the things this show has given me is a circle um yeah. <laughs> and the the original source material the original haunting of hill house movie the haunting 1963 is still such an effective and great movie and it's it's a nostalgic thing for me because our whole family like can quote it yeah just I was home recently this weekend, and our mom was. I mean, she could quote a really amazing amount of it. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know that. I know. I know. And uh, has she seen any of the new series? No, I told her that she should watch it though. She'll probably be like, "You guys are wimps." But uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Fair. it's as scary as it is good. Like I it's, like that. I like how such quality, and it's yeah. like classy, atmospheric horror, baby. Mm-hmm. That is my moldy bread and butter. It doesn't yeah. just use jump scares either, and like I don't know. Right. Yeah, there's so much that it it does right in creating an atmosphere. It's like it really is all about that atmosphere you're trying it to make. Earns, so. It earns its jump scares. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. totally. like they're not cheap. The it, the things it does that are like you know, like when you see like some art house cinema or horror that's like you're like, wait, what am I looking at? What is this? And I, I'm always impressed when a contemporary movie or show can do that. For me, it was the scene where the kid is hiding under the bed and the feet that are floating inches off the ground, this tall, impossibly tall man enters the room floating off the ground, pushing itself around on the cane. God, it just that image yeah. is so upsetting. <laughs> the, uh, I think... It might be good to talk about what it sort of brings to the table too. Like as a like, I, I feel like it amalgamates a lot of good things about some other stuff, but it also right. has like a lot of like it like in terms of what we're talking about about haunting. The place represents an area of trauma for the characters that take them back to certain things that have happened that set them out on trajectories within their life that right. you know, much like the clown in it, they got to go back and fight in some jump way. It back. Right. I mean, and if you look at Shirley Jackson's writing, mm. she wrote so many things 
like the lottery. You know, people were furious at that story when it was first published in the, in, um, the New Yorker because it's, uh, there are reasons, very good reasons that it was compared to Midsummer. You know? oh, I don't know the story. So it's this idyllic town and they're having the, the summer festival and everybody's excited and there's this jubilation and they're upset because the other towns around them are maybe not doing the lottery anymore. As it comes around, it turns out that every year someone is chosen to be stoned to death to assure a good harvest. Yeah. I could but see why that would be compared it, to Midsummer. Right, because <laughs> it's all done in like broad daylight and there's this feeling of jubilation and then it's just this horrible thing and like mob mentality and all this stuff. But like that's that's a very Shirley Jackson thing. And then she has another story called We Have Always Lived in the Castle. There's a movie of it on Netflix now that has Sebastian Stan in it. And nothing in the house, it's not a ghost story, right? It's There's no supernatural element to it. But it feels so much like Hill House because it's about people's personal traumas. Yeah. And grief and guilt and how things affect you. It's, it's I mean, in a way, like haunted houses often sort of function as like just a place for you to harmonically resonate your own psychic bullshit out like it's like an echo chamber for your like to chase shadows in mm-hmm. uh, i mean like um bruce campbell went through it as we recall in uh <laughs> the evil dead movies yes i yes. mean after he had cut up his girlfriend with a chainsaw he asked himself that sounds mirror. fine to you that's that fine, fine you to you <laughs> <laughs> No, but no, that's that's great. I mean, I really like that you brought it back to those like personal traumas. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe does well, that a lot too. Personal oh, yes. trauma, but also like uh, as far as the something like um, the lottery goes, it, it's a town engaging in mob mentality. They're stoning someone to death, so they're ultimately all to blame, and yet no one individually is to blame. Right, and that's usually how a lot of these like dark town secrets operate. Yeah. Right. That's the whole yeah. Stephen the Stephen King mythos is built on this, right? Yes. Um, um, or or Freddy Krueger and his death. Right, right. And and I think that you speaking about Poe, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that all modern haunted house stories owe a debt to follow the House of Usher. Mm. Yeah. Because totally. that sort of established this structure itself as malevolent, something within its very concrete i i just i think i mean it's kind of a i mean it's kind of a proxy in a way i mean there's a lot of shit going on during his era of like uh it's definitely like the all their lore is based on shit from the the black plague like or something like you know the old older world of that and then like different depressions right so they i don't know i feel like the the uh the house acts as a proxy for all the sort Mm -hmm. of like shit they went through and they're I, I well, remember the part. Is it Fall of the House of Usher that has a scene where he's like looking out of the marsh when he sees the spider on the like window itself and he thinks it's like a giant spider <laughs> and like he's like tripping hard on it? I can't remember if that's that one. Uh, I don't know. That's. I can't remember how that, that well, book ends. I, I, I think that's a, a good point it because. It sinks into the mud. Right. Uh, <laughs> and we built another one. That sinks too. <laughs> um, 
But I, I think it's an interesting point about how uh, these locations themselves serve as sort of a um, almost like a psychic sponge or something from the past. Right. You know, it's like they they themselves the the structures themselves move beyond brick and mortar to actually being literal metaphor for the past. You know, and uh, like I think in, it was in Rose Red um, by Stephen that's King. A, that's that, an underrated. Ho- ghost story it was a it was a good ghost story as i recall but uh but there was this point in the beginning when he was talking about how houses he was making the connection between houses and people and um you know you think about it it's like a house you know its windows are its eyes it's uh its mouth is the door and you walk through it um and you know uh, does it have a mind and if it has a mind can that mind go mad you know, really like engaging with the structure itself as a metaphor for our own personal human, uh, you know, our, our ability to project. Um, and I think that's what's so wonderful and creepy about haunted house stories uh, is like what we are capable of projecting um, onto yeah. our surroundings. Yeah. So Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just <laughs> yes. wanted to do a metaphorical jump from where you were going, because Beetlejuice is like a. Well, uh, that that also fits into the the subgenre of like it doesn't have to be pure horror. Beetlejuice is hilarious. Yeah, it's so bizarre, and that's right. a whole another subgenre. I think that includes Housebound and Ghostbusters. But it all, uh, <clears throat> in terms of a projection from the main characters, he is an extension of. In the beginning of the movie, they want they they keep trying to sell that like the they keep getting pressured to sell their house, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's like an outside world really trying to force in their their way into their you know quaint little life, uh, and then Beetlejuice yeah. is like a violent reaction against that. <laughs> he's he's like That's the anti good... realtor. That's a good point. Uh, just telling the whole world to fuck off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe that's a bad point. I don't know. Uh, I was no, just wondering. No, I, I think it's good because, um, well, first of all, it it does with uh, it it plays against that uh, trope of this is our house. The original owners have never left. You know, like yeah, because there's so much of a discord between like what they wanted their house to be and what they had hopes and dreams for it to be versus what these yuppies from the cities wanted want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's there's an element of that. It's like the 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 ghosts who can't let go, the ghosts who can't yeah. uh, let go of what they wanted their old old lives to look like. Um, right, and that's a very common. Uh, trope in horror and comedy and all these things. Well, um, yeah, because if you look at one that's more horror suspense, the others is kind of that same thing. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. what happens in that? I can't quite recall. Well, the ghosts, as it turns out in the end, the main mm-hmm. characters that we are familiar with are ghosts. They don't yes. know it. But they are in their home, and someone is coming into their in home. Fa- yes, they're the intruders, the interlopers who keep right. coming in. But it turns out those We're are the people in. from a seance. Yeah. Well, the, and it the actual turns, living. As it turns out, mm-hmm. um, the, the original owners, their, their children, had that sensitivity to light. Yeah. Uh, and so they had to keep all the doors closed, and the doors keep opening, and she's kind of going mad. And then as it turns out, since they're ghosts, the light doesn't hurt them anymore. And it's, it's a very interesting psychological... That's, yes. like, 
That's so kind much of like of those... ghosts that don't know that they're ghosts. Like, I mean, in Sixth Sense, that's kind of the plot device as well. I, I, I like throwing a parallel to that between, uh, like, I read books on depression. They frequently talk about uh, depression goes hand in hand with rumination, getting stuck in loops. Right. People get stuck yes. in loops about yes. how they define their own lives. And uh, the idea that a ghost could just be uh like that rumination continues after your death like that's definitely a hellacious idea they and they are still alive. obviously yeah co- obviously very compelling like the We've idea been talking that, about I mean, it for thousands of years so so i mean like it's believable that you could know some ornery old man who talks about this like one thing so many times that it's believable that when he died he would walk around still talking about it yeah <laughs> in some yeah. capacity uh, yeah, or, but, or do, doing the things they did in life, like, I will forever be folding my laundry or something. Yeah. God, that sounds awful. Doesn't it? It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. <laughs> but so, that's essentially what happens in the others, right? I mean, they're right. Uh, stuck in their ruminations. Or Sixth Sense, he can't get over but, but his... Once, okay, but, so that, th- but that, again, is that closure that they're looking for. But they get closure. Mm-hmm. They get to go outside. They get to experience daylight. Right, they get that. He gets... I mean, he, he just sort of disappears because he finally has peace in the Sixth Sense at the end. Right, because he's all like, you know, oh, and, shit, I was dead. So it's really about moving on and letting go. That's exactly so, what it is. Right. The so that whole... That's something that usually we want to happen for the living, right? right. We, uh, it it's happen, a fantasy for it to happen to ghosts when they don't have that sort of closure in real life. Because frequently, let's be honest, life doesn't have the kind of closure that you want it to have. Right, uh, but like if you look at a movie like Stir of Echoes, the Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah. But it was... Originally written by Richard Matheson, who yeah, actually, I just read I am, it too long. Ago. Oh, yeah, I am Legend, Twilight Zone. It's a solid uh, book. Yeah, uh, I'm Duel. Sure. He wrote Duel and Hell House. Letter finish. <laughs> I read. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> before you bring out your was, truck. Maybe. Duel was pretty sweet though, as long as it's okay. Anyway, you know this whole thing that happens with the bacon <laughs> character. Get, what? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Just laughing at the situation. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> yes. Um, Richard Matheson. Yes, yes. Sir of Echoes. Yes. At the end, after everything is resolved, you know, he sees the ghost girl leave. Yeah. 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 You know, so she finally has the closure that she needs. And that is, it's a huge trope. In the sixth sense, in the changeling, in the right. orphanage. Have you seen the orphanage? Hell yes. Yeah. 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 Ira and I it, snuck into it. <laughs> we did. Yeah. They finally get that closure. They finally get. Okay, so that's that's an interesting distinction. So there's like ghosts looking for closure, and then there's ghosts who are just pissed off, and then yeah. there's like otherworldly darkness. That's. Right. I feel like that's the thing that is like the way they the switch of like what you're waiting for in terms of a mystery is like okay, is it one of those ghosts is going to be cool, or is it a dick ghost who's going to keep being a piece <laughs> of shit after? The, like, I mean, like that's pretty much yeah. what you're waiting for at the end of the movie. Like, what's uh, it going to be? Are you going to be cool, or are you going to be an asshole? Yeah, after I give you closure, like uh, in The Ring, when the kid's like, you don't help her, and you're like, fuck you, little kid, why didn't you say that three fucking reels ago, you little shit? <laughs> it's like, like, and then once she helps, you know, yeah, once she helps the ring girl, it only dooms her further. <laughs> right? oh, so. Yeah, she never sleeps. And, uh, well, like, 
Okay, I know it's a kind of a trashy, but no, it's a trashy movie, but I love it anyway. Have y'all seen House? Houseu? No, not oh, House, House, the 80s which is amazing, movie. but House, the American one. Right. Wait, yeah. no, I haven't. Awesome 80s VHS poster with the hand, the disembodied hand. Yes, it ding dong, you're dead. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that movie. Minutes in, and I just could not handle the wackadoo. It's a no, it's a wackadoo like to the to the nth degree, but ultimately there's a guy in it who is like uh, an ex-Vietnam vet and he's being haunted by this malevolent force, but then it turns out it was a war buddy that he knew like in Vietnam and was abducted and tortured and he had the opportunity to kill to spare him from torture, but did not. And uh. so this undead soldier guy shows up and uh, steals his kid from him uh, to punish him for all the torment he went through. Um, so ultimately, yeah, it's an unfinished business, but also like a malevolent dead ghost. Um, yeah. And I mean, I like the, it when you can see both sides. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Now, I think that's what's compelling about these things. It's like someone died so horribly or so unjustifiably or something that you're like, well, Okay, yeah, I get that. Again, we're trying to distinguish ghost movies from haunted house movies. It's like the house itself begins to take on the uh, the psychic terrain or something of this internal struggle that the living uh, interacting with the dead have. Amityville? Haven't actually seen Amityville Horror. Amity, oh. The original is pretty... Well, it's not great, but it's okay. The it's remake okay. is a blow. Okay. It sucks. I can go with Ryan. okay. I mean, you can watch it and understand its place in the pantheon, you know. Uh -huh. I mean, it's a little hard to watch because this dude shooting his whole family up, like, you're, and it's just like after he gets through the That's first two, you're like, oh, watch. he's gonna get, he's gonna get the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's um, okay. So, if I may, may I? <laughs> you may. May I? Oh. I mean, uh, okay. So. So much of this has to do with the concept of unresolved business, right. closure. Yeah. Okay. So I was trying to do a deep dive here and kind of get into where do haunted houses come from? And I mean, I don't, I don't just mean like in our stories and our literature, but like even the commercial haunted houses that you know we pay money to uh to go to and have somebody in a rubber mask jump out and yell at us i started doing a lot of research and i ended up on the origins of labyrinths and mazes it's actually the overlap is pretty amazing okay so just before i lose the connection here we're talking about how when you go into a haunted house and there's like there are ghosts in it and the only way out of it is to solve a mystery so I found the origin of the word, the etymology of the word clue. Um, it's late Middle English, and it's a variation of C-L-E-W, clue, a ball of yarn, referring to the ball of yarn given to Theseus by Adonai so that he could escape the labyrinth of Crete. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So to I mean, follow a cool. clue is literally to follow your way out of a confusing place. And I went a little deeper, and I found out that there's actually, um, at least in English, a difference, like a labyrinth and a maze are not the same thing. Labyrinths 
tend to be <laughs> structures that are built to be unicursal, meaning they don't have a lot of dead ends or confusing areas. Uh, they're, they're meant to be sort of meditative. Like they have them in churches, they have them on church grounds, um, and this is true in Eastern and Western religions. But a labyrinth is supposed to be something calming, something meditative. A maze, however, the etymology of maze, it's Old English, M-A-E-S, it means delusion, bewilderment, or confusion, uh, as in a maze. Like, I was amazed, I couldn't believe it. So a maze is a place that is intentionally designed to confuse you. Labyrinth and maze are used interchangeably, but I don't think it's a, a, a far stretch to make a connection between the labyrinth that appears in Greek myth, the, the Cretan uh, labyrinth of, near Canossus where the, the Minotaur exists, between that and something like a haunted house. It's a confusing place. You lose your bearings constantly. And ultimately, mm -hmm. so much of this stuff comes from um, psychological torment. Because, you know, mazes, you have to keep track of where you're going, um, you get and confused a usually. Minotaur in the middle of them. <laughs> well, I think I think it's also interesting because labyrinth. The point is to find your way to the center. It yeah. just so happens the center of the uh, the one in Crete had a had a monster in it. Uh, but a maze, you're supposed to find your way through it. I was doing a little digging about the the oldest known labyrinths in uh, human history, and there's one in ancient Egypt near. Uh, Arsinoe, I haven't tried to pronounce that out loud up until this point, but it was this huge, huge tomb uh, built with old, like traps. It had false turns and dead ends and all sorts of things, ultimately all in darkness. And this was to protect the tombs of dead pharaohs and the mummified holy crocodiles that they had. And this whole area is like the only way you could navigate it is if you were a priest. Um, otherwise, you fucking die in there. You know, because I was really trying to get to the heart of like, where does this concept... I mean, it is a frequent thing that happens in Haunted House movies where they lose their trail, the walls shift, they don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. They get completely disoriented. The doors, the doors and lock. They, you know, the, the, there's an, they're, they think they're on one floor, but they're actually on another. Um, right. things like that. And you that. can see it as a whole system of a way that, you know, someone was trying to protect some sort of secret would lock you out at every turn. Sure. Uh, and okay. I also, like, I don't know, I think it's interesting to uh, to think that ancient Egyptians had the foresight to be like, yeah, we, we don't want grave robbers getting at the tombs of our holy pharaohs, which, which got me thinking about the dungeon crawler like video games that still exist today, you know, like Gauntlet or whatever. It's, you know, the whole point of these things is like you go deep into the subterranean area, but you're basically a thief and you're trying to steal gold and murder monsters and avoid traps. Right. Um, Tomb Raider and Link are both just grave robbers. They're straight up grave robbers. You literally right? just go in people's graves and take their skulls yeah. and shit. I, and I promise I'm coming back to haunted houses with this shit. Okay, so, okay. Lilo went to the path. I was going to say, I went to get a burger. Um, yeah. Are still here? All right, cool. So basically, these are areas, thieves and grave robbers challenge traditions, superstitions, and they break taboos of Good society. Point. And ultimately, these taboos are what would protect these places. You know the 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 trope of you can stay in this haunted house for like you get you can get this inheritance, but you have to spend a night in a haunted house. 
surely you've heard that before. Right, um, right. Then you think about something like, you know, we were talking about poltergeist earlier, how they sold their souls, if you will, to live in this upstanding area. And, you know, but basically they were selling out the dead. They were selling out, you know, like they were, it was a transgression. Then you think about The Shining, and I'm talking about the book here especially. I don't think they really touch on it in the movie, but in the book, the Torrances don't have a choice. There's nowhere for them to go but the Overlook. It's like he needs the money. He need, you know, he needs the job. They don't have in-laws to rely on. This, this, this is the opportunity that's basically going to make or break them. So my point is like something to do with like people who find themselves in a position where they're forced sort of financially into exploring and plundering places that they ought not to be. And I think a, a big part of haunted houses is the compulsion to go to a place that you'd know better not to be in. Thoughts? Any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, that checks out. I think it's interesting, the, yeah, bringing up the uh, thieves breaking tradition and mm -hmm. uh, sort of like a, a monetary gain out of breaking those traditions and stuff like that. Because uh, there is like, I mean, that's a frequent thing in haunted house movies is, is if you cross the, uh, if you're, your disrespect for the dead, it right. pretty much causes your downfall a lot of the time. So, and, and a lot of times there's like, uh, or even any movie where like people are haunted by their past actions, there's like a, a big theme of, you know, paying penance in some form, you have to pay penance for what you've done in your previous life. And, and also there's. Stuff. There's the very just basic explanation of superstition as survival. You know, old houses yeah. or ruins or whatever, they're just, they can just be dangerous. I mean, they're falling apart. They're not, there's no upkeep there. So it might be easier for parents in an area that has an old uh, rundown house to say, hey, that is haunted. There are ghosts in there that will eat you and tell their right. kids that uh, to keep them safe. I can Your see that. village can... premise. A house, by exactly. nature, though, like sort of walls off and protects you from the outside world and makes you insular. So, in a way, like you're talking about, like houses being people, collections of people, mm -hmm. uh, uh, they do sort of. You're like by having, you know, if a town neglects one family or something, uh, and they fall into disrepair and they all go crazy or something or bad shit happens to them, uh, then you can justify calling it a haunted house an interesting way of almost shaming a place uh, and right. a whole group of people well and also there's this other piece i have um superstition as control mm -hmm. when you mentioned scooby-doo earlier i mean think about it it's like these young kids they're imbi imbibing uh psychotropics and they're <laughs> uh going out you know they are clearly and yeah. uh, clearly look at um, their fucking van <laughs> look at their fucking van look at what they're driving look at how they're dressed. Their dog talks their dog talks for god's sake and <laughs> they and you know they're like oh this place you can't go near that place and it turns out it's adults who are lying to them and using superstition to control them and you know what i'm getting at i'm getting at hell houses because fuck hell houses <laughs> yeah 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 I, I thought we weren't gonna talk about hell houses I just need to bring up how shitty they are and how it's a use of uh, superstition to control people. I mean, um, and it goes back to medieval ages. They would make hell mouths, giant predecessors of modern I mean, day houses. You know, not to open an entire 
theological can of worms, but isn't oh, that what did. religion is? Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the term is a, a fictive agent of enculturation, and I'm not trying to Sound like call... a pedantic shit? I'm not trying to sound like a pedantic shit. Good use of pedantic, <laughs> by the way. Um, and I'm also not trying to call the, the nature or existence of God or deities into question, but using that, humans using that to control one another sucks. And I'm just going to say it. You heard it here first, Fair. folks. Um, and I think that's the other part of the the fear that is, um, you know, pumped into these places. You know, I was talking about that might be a good point to get into uh, commercial haunted houses. Yeah. Hell houses. Modern day hell houses are a spinoff by fundamentalist Christians uh, as a response to the fun versions of haunted houses that we all know and love. So those began as far as I can tell in the United States, uh, following the Great Depression. Apparently, a bunch of youth, mostly young boys, uh, were really getting into some shit. And I mean, when I say some shit, I mean, like, they would, on Halloween night, go out and saw down power lines. They would, uh, you know, put... Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, like, what the hell? Like, the stuff I was reading was horrifying. Some dudes from, uh like a medical university put a corpse on some railroad tracks and like, uh, I mean like just horrible, crazy stuff. So the parents were like, well, what are we going to do? And some communities were like, let's ban Halloween. And they're like, okay, we can't do that. So how about we put on uh, haunted trails where the first iteration and then, ha you know, haunted houses and basements came after. Uh, and they were like, this is a way to have all the kids together at once. So they're not getting into a bunch of bullshit. And it's interesting that this cam comes on the heels of the Great Depression. It's similar to how horror uh, movies tend to spike in popularity following national tragedy and, like, hard national uh, woes and times. Yeah, I mean, and then in 1969, that was all officially solidified by the Haunted Mansion, you know. Yep, yep. I mean, they'd existed all over the country before that and continue to operate and be huge moneymakers, as we all knew. But, I don't really uh, know how much of a huge uh, influence that was. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, though. Like, yeah. It, like, it was the first real commercial haunted house that was, like, all of America was, like, wanting to go to. <laughs> so, it makes sense yeah. that there'd be other ones popping up after that. We have a bunch around here. Some are good. Some are operated by snake handling meth people. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it just goes a haunted, everybody around a haunted the woods around here that you have to be able to run a X amount of minute mile to. Do. <laughs> I was like, I'm interested. In, in Japan, they have uh, oh, let's see if I can pronounce this, Abakea Shiki. Um, they're haunted houses that usually operate throughout the summers and uh, they usually feature yokai and things like that that uh, sounds cool they do sound cool yeah there's uh, one where it's like uh, uh, some sort of Japanese haunted festival where demons go door to door and they're like are there any children that are bad that we need to eat <laughs> kind of like <laughs> hilariously like fucked up <laughs> uh, they all wear um, they have a good old time. I mean, I think it's like they come over to other people's houses and it's all just like a roving band of drinking, partying people. Uh, uh, sign me up. I mean, most old world traditions uh, have a version of that, <laughs> I think. So what's your favorite 
haunted house movie. My favorite? Yeah. Our I favorite? Mean, I think we should talk favorites now. Leela? Um, I mean, I'm going to have to go with the others or A Tale of Two Sisters. Nice. Those good, good ones. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. I go with The Changeling. Yeah. El Orfanado. Being yeah. a very similar plot, but. So good. I like what they're getting at in those movies. <laughs> yep. Ira? I mean, if you couldn't tell from earlier, it's Poltergeist. Right. Yeah. Poltergeist is solid. Nothing wrong there. Yep. What? What haunted house movie? Oh. Hold on just a sec. What haunted house movie would you put on at a Halloween party that you were hosting? Oh. Uh, do I want people to talk at the party or just be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, like, you're having a party, there's stuff going on, people are drinking, making merry, there's a TV. What movie? Well, it show? can't be too good. Right. Because like, then they'll have to watch it. Right. So it has to be right in the middle of. Uh, there is a. Uh, um, uh, a movie called Ghost House about a uh, house where <laughs> they overhear. Yeah, uh, we know there's a movie called Ghost House. Have you seen Ghost House? No, I haven't seen uh -huh. Ghost House. Uh, it's hilarious and it has good sound design, but it's about like a, a kid who's got like a CV radio and he picks up the sound of his own. He doesn't know it. His own death. Uh, oh. and, he, and he's drawn to the house. And, uh, Time distortion is also another uh, element of a yeah, lot of haunted houses. It is. Stories. I didn't really think about that, but Ghost House pointed that out. Thanks, Ghost House. Um, <laughs> also meant uh, the haunting, but whatever, or haunting of Hill House. I would pick Hasu. Oh uh, nice. yeah. Just yeah. visually, it's fucked, and you don't really need to pay attention to it. Would you go see that in theaters? Because I have the opportunity to do so, but I don't know if I should. Yeah, you should, dude. Okay. Yeah. So I would put on, um, if it were an adult's Halloween party, uh, Hell House LLC is so much better than it has any right to be. And if it were a kid-lit party, I, I have to give a pretty strong thumbs-up recommendation to Monster House. I remember it being okay. I can't, I didn't see all of it, but I remember liking what I saw and thinking yeah, it's, it's darker than I thought it would be. It's very dark. My children obviously love it. Okay, uh, I get that confused with Monster Squad. Also good. <laughs> I get that confused with Monster with uh, Charlie Theron. <laughs> with Charlie Theron, yeah. All right, who has a game? Okay, well, Ira came up with a game, but I made up all the content. Makes okay. sense. Like he came up, the idea is better than the content. Uh, these are Airbnb reviews for haunted houses, and I'm going to read the review, and you have to guess what the haunted house or movie is. Oh, that's a great uh, idea. I love that. That's it's a wonderful idea. Really. Yeah, wow. I bet whoever thought of that was really cool. Yeah, but lazy because Probably they lazy. <laughs> like they thought of the idea, but they didn't do any of the work, and then they told their brother about so it. So a cool, handsome, lazy before podcasting had to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, so long as people know what we're working with here. On with the game. Okay, okay. I'm uh, I'm not gonna score you guys because, yeah, I am. Maybe. Okay. Who gives? Do you care? Who gives a I shit? Do we even give a shit anymore? I care. <laughs> I need the validation in my life. I okay. win every time, so... That's yeah. true. Leela slays at this. Okay. First review. An ancient witch killed my dog here. One star. 
Conjuring? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. This place is whack. A scary cat chased me and my friends around while psychedelic rock played loudly. Two <laughs> stars. Asu. Yes. Oh, I shouldn't have claimed. Okay. No, it's on, yeah. sister. It's on. It's on. He's bringing the, the gloves. Are on. Yep. Yeah. They're off. But they're okay. also on. This is the last fucking time I use Airbnb. My coach booked this place for our team. The swimming pool wasn't even finished, and the cabinets won't stay closed. Older guys? Yes, Leela. <laughs> the, co- the coach. Yep, yep. By- <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was Nils. thinking Beetlejuice. You're the about that crash. <laughs> Delectable. Okay. Next review. Great house. Love the space. Totally awesome and huge. But I feel like I left with a different kid. The orphanage. It could be the orphanage. It was the changeling. But I'll give you oh, <laughs> the oh. orphanage. It's oh, the- yeah. yeah. Same idea. Okay. House was great. Perfect hosts. They even threw in a complimentary lobster dinner with a Zagnut bar for dessert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, heard I think it was shrimp, though. Was it shrimp? Yeah, it was shrimp. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah. obviously the people reviewing no are No awarded to anyone. Because <laughs> I made a mistake. Uh, okay. Neat place. I thought the host was being a bitch, but it turns out I was dead the whole time. Spacious basement. <laughs> that could be so many movies. Six cents. It's the six cents. Yes. Uh, okay. Come on. Oh you yeah, you're right. The you're lady, right. The, her wife, his wife was being a shithead. <laughs> I yeah. was like, God, yeah, I was like, what a bitch. Yeah. Ah. What? A bitch. And and then you're like, oh no, she's awesome. And you're like, yeah, oh she. And also, she was awarding off the advances of Max Fisher at the same time. So. Okay. True. Yeah. Wait, no, that wasn't the bomb. Sorry. Wait, no, yeah, that was. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, back to the, the game. <laughs> uh, great view of the lake. My sister and I rented this place because of the cool-looking furniture. I love the armoire. It's so inviting. Uh, Tale of Two Sisters. Yes. Good job. <laughs> you know, I lost my arm in the armoire. <laughs> But um, thing. Wow, I've never heard that one. Yeah, I've had I've been sitting on that joke in my mind for like years. Did you write that? No, I didn't write it, but I thought it. Oh. Yeah, it's. <laughs> well, it's well, it's beautiful, and we'll just take a moment. To... <laughs> if wish we had I hadn't, music, wish I hadn't ruined that here. moment, but there we go. Okay. Okay. Next review. Yes. Uh, this place was hypnotizing, and it came with free bacon. Love it. Five stars. Sir Vecos? Yes. Piece of shit. <laughs> That's the one that made me guffaw. Piece of shit. It is shitty. Uh, my buddy Vincent found this place. It was okay. This is a paid review. I don't know. Uh... This was a paid review? Like it was paid to stay here? Paid. Paid. <laughs> yeah, I don't. House on Hotadale. They were paid to stay it's Vincent all Price. Vincent uh, Price. Yeah, right, I guess right, that's right. Right. Yeah. It's not okay. fun. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're not all good gems. Okay. That was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Two stars. We paid to rent the whole house to ourselves, but it seemed like the whole place was occupied. The red room was neat, I guess. Very versatile. <laughs> Shit. 
Red Room. That's Shining? Haunting of Hill House, right? Hill House, yes. Oh, yeah. Leela got one. Oh, you guys are tied. Ooh. Okay. One star. Ooh, the best sibling. I went to this place uh, to do some writing, but then my fucking wife kept bothering me. It's whenever shining. she heard typing, whenever she didn't or hear sorry. me typing, whatever the fuck she heard, <laughs> she did a good correcting bear costume. <laughs> yeah, Leela got I just wanted to hear you finish. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Okay. I just wanted to win. I get it, yeah. This house was great and big. There was a room, though, where people had been sacrificed. I was babysitting, so we just stayed out of there. Oh, House of the Devil? No. Nice. Yeah. Was it? Was oh, okay. Cool. Whoa. Kind of a deep cut, though. Okay. Uh, this is a very modern Japanese house. Very nice, spacious. Uh, the pipes make a funny groaning noise. My uncle hung himself three stars. <laughs> you on grunge? You on the grudge? Leela got it. I'm giving her. I think the, Leela. And yeah, I didn't even deserve a point. I said the grunge. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. 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 Whoever. Yeah. Yeah, that's They're it. They're remaking it. it again. Why yeah. are we remaking this again? So Leela won by one point. Motherfucker. God damn it. I made a lot of bets. Like, I made some bets with some dangerous people about this. I probably shouldn't have done that. I could not, for the life of me, thinking think of one for the others. Like a good Airbnb review, fake review for the others. That's oh, you know, uh, it was really dark. The kids were, uh, they were creepy-ass kids. I don't know. I really thought that's where you are going with the, uh, we thought we rented the whole place, but there's definitely other people here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of husband, them kind of work that way. It's it's kind of hard when you, yeah. Something like husband came home from deployment, wasn't impressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help that I don't remember the movie very well. <laughs> so. Well, you should watch it because it's excellent. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. All well, right, party yeah, people. I think that about wraps her up. Like, yeah, I think, uh, you know, daylight is breaking and we have solved the curse of this infernal place. But right? then we go home and then it turns out that the ghost followed us home. Yeah, I close the mirror to the medicine cabinet. It's like right there. And then I'm like, ah, and then it's like, wah. Yeah, because a lot. OK, there are a lot of fucking bad haunted house movies out there. I'm just going to say, I think more bad than good. When it yeah. comes to ha- to haunted house soundtracks, though, track to the TV show Fear. Oh that yeah, Voodoo. Yeah, yeah. By by who's it? Not so far, so far away. That one. When I feel the snake bowed into my veins. Yeah. Are we really ending like show. this? Oh yeah, of course we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it it also ends with a still shot of me screaming, and it zooms into my mouth. <laughs> yeah, and then comes out Uranus. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the sequel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it like starts like that, and they're like, "Well, we did go into just a like cold open." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Haunted houses. Yeah, haunted it has passed through us uh, yeah. entirely. And, uh, and has been deposited in the leaky pipes. This podcast hell. is clean. <laughs> oh, good one. Nice finish. Yeah. Nice. Nicely done. All right. One last evil All cackle. Right. Yeah, one last. 
All right, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs>